2020 has been one of the strangest years to date and I think we can all agree we are in dire need of a bit of festive cheer and fun and campness. I am Christmas obsessed and have a few friends who feel the same. Join us over the next few days as we laugh about the ghosts of Christmas's past, present and future. I hope this podcast keeps you company as you pick up the last year gifts, finish up work and settle in for some cosy nights at home surrounded by loved ones and miles and miles of tinsel. I'm Brian Dowling and this is Brian's Big Camp Christmas Chats. This episode is brought to you by Spotlight Oral Care. Spotlight Oral Care aims to create the best oral health products to educate and promote oral care, empowering people to engage with true customised preventative oral care and make smiles happen. With a range of products that combine the latest advances in oral care research with the highest quality of clean ingredients and biodegradable packaging, you can rest assured when you invest in Spotlight Oral Care Essential, it's doing good for the planet too. With Hero products, including the Sonic Toothbrush and Teeth Whitening Strips, you can use my discount code BRIAN25 for 25% off all products now at SpotlightOralCare.com. The code BRIAN25 is only valid till January 31st, 2021. On the second day of Christmas, Uncle Brian brings to you the wonderful and charming Tommy Bow. Welcome to episode two of Brian's Big Camp Christmas Chats. And we are joined by the lovely Tommy Bow, <laughs> who just asked for Good alcohol. Morning. Yes, and it's only, what, 11 o'clock? It's 11 o'clock. But to me, this is like afternoon time. I've been up since four. Amy never asked for alcohol, but that's because she's pregnant, so she can't drink, so come on. Um, I don't think it's too early to drink. Do you think? Probably is too early to have a beer at 11 o'clock, but this is a Christmas show. Everybody's getting into the festive spirit. I agree. I don't have my Christmas jumper on for the people who are listening, unfortunately. Yes, but I do. Can you tell everyone what mine says? It says jingle my bells. Anytime you like. Yeah, well, this is it. This is, what is it, your camp Christmas? Brian's big camp Christmas chats. Well, I'm delighted to be here, Brian. Say that 10 times after some alcohol. (laughs) I don't drink that much. Okay. I think there's this disbelief that I'm constantly shit-faced. But when I do drink, I go for it. You get shit-faced. Yes. So I may not drink... My husband, Arthur, doesn't drink. I don't really drink wine and beer. Mm. Like, I like a vodka, but you're not going to have a vodka at three o'clock in the afternoon, are you? Well, not all the time, no. You not, 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 not like you. I yeah. mean, by the sounds of things, your reputation, it's Proceeds. vodka for breakfast, is yes. it? Yes, well, that's Prosecco just a rumor. for breakfast. <laughs> Prosecco sometimes. But I think in the morning, you could have a champagne with an orange juice around Christmas. That's okay. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Listen, Christmas is a time to... Let off the shackles, enjoy time with family, have the music going and just enjoy yourself. So if you want to have a few beers at Christmas, go for it. Is it beer? Are you a beer kind of guy? Or I, are you? Um, um, yeah, I enjoy beer. Yeah, to be fair, I'm kind of not that fussy. Um, right. Certainly during lockdown, wine. It, it, like, I think everybody just cracked open the bottles of wine. And the problem with me with lockdown was that when do you stop drinking? Co- when was the cutoff of stop drinking coffee yes. and opening the wine? Yeah. You know, what it's, time? It's lunchtime. Well, it started off at six o'clock in the evening. I thought, right, wine is six o'clock. But then it moved back to half five, five. I mean, there was one day it was 12 o'clock. I just needed it. Are Two you, kids. It are you chaos. a red wine, a white wine? Are you a rosé kind Absolutely of guy? Absolutely not fussy at all. Wow, okay, but I do nice. love a, Sav- a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, nice. That was a favourite during the summer. Oh, it sounds very posh. Mm, well, not posh. <laughs> Cheap enough. But Cheap yeah, enough. Do the job. And you have a new baby. Well, mm. he's eight months old. Baby Jamie. And Jamie, you described yeah. him as a lockdown 
baby. Yeah, COVID. COVID a baby, corona, not lockdown A corona baby, baby maybe. Would it yeah, be? A corona maybe baby. Because I said to you, I thought, um, you know, a lockdown COVID baby would be a baby that you would conceive yeah. during lockdown. But your wife gave birth during lockdown. So we had Jamie a week before Leo announced the lockdown. So we were actually really lucky because lucky. I was allowed to be in there. We didn't have any of the restrictions and stuff. And I've actually heard from a lot of people and friends that I know who have found it difficult. They've had a baby in the last couple of months. They haven't, the partner hasn't been allowed to go in, help out. So yeah, do you know what? The, the first lockdown was difficult for me. All my work, I'm involved in a clothing and shoe brand. I'm involved in, obviously with the rugby, with air sport at the time. And everything just stopped. So it was a bit of a shock to the system that, plus we had a newborn baby. Yeah. So looking back on it was brilliant, you know, getting to spend so much time with my three-year-old daughter and the newborn Jamie. But she's locked down with no sleep, waking up all night and then having to spend all day entertaining a three-year-old. Um, it was tough. It was, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was tough going. You're like, yeah. uh, but are you used to the early mornings being on Ireland AM now with and having, when did you start on Ireland AM? Yeah, so Ireland AM, I, I got asked to do a three week block to cover uh, the other Tommy who was doing it through that kind of Corona lockdown. He was right. doing the football and I got asked just come in for a couple of weeks, give it a give it a go. So yeah, that was a good opportunity. Why not get me out of the house for a couple of hours? Away from the kids. Away from the kids. Yeah. And um, listen, people with kids will know exactly because it was mad. Like yeah. it was mad. Just Full on. the, no the first couple of weeks was fine, and it was all entertaining and playing games. I mean, there's only so many times I could dress up like a princess and have my nails painted. You know, is it, there? No, no, there really is. <laughs> well, in my mind, there is. You might like it. <laughs> It's a Saturday night for me. <laughs> uh, so for me, it was just a, a reason to get out of the house. So three weeks in there and things went well. You know, I, Karen and Alan and Kira, we were all having a bit of fun in there. And then, of course, the news that Kira got the opportunity to move to tonight show. Yeah. An opportunity came up for me. And yeah, listen, it, you know yourself, Brian. These opportunities don't come along very often and it's very hard to say no to. So I was like, yeah, grab it with both hands. Early starts is not something I am used to, not something I enjoy. Jeez, yeah. I hate getting up early in the morning, but it's part of the job now. So come six, seven o'clock. Yes, I'm bright eyed. That's with smile. about six copies in me and uh, ready to try and learn the news and talk about coronavirus and lockdowns and, and everything any, else. It's crazy. Any kind of major mistakes or big mistakes or anything where you fish the giggles when you shouldn't oh, when you're live because it is live live yeah. television and you know at live TV it's like when you're a mass you know, and you get a fit of the giggles yeah. and you're like the priest is, and you're, you're, you're biting tried. your lip um, my first week we were in there there was um, there was like a St. Bernard dog was taken up it was up a mountain to go and rescue a couple of uh, hikers who'd gone missing whatever but the St. Bernard was a bit old and he was knackered. So he actually stopped halfway up the mountain. So they actually had to send up a mountain rescue. To rescue to the bring, rescue dog. Yeah. And the dog was called Daisy and she's a female dog. Oh, poor Daisy. So they were showing these clips of Daisy being carried down the mountain. And uh, Daisy is a female dog. So I said, she's Daisy, the lazy bitch. <laughs> and uh, the cameramen kind of all looked out from behind the camera. 
I mean, technically, she's she a bitch. She is a bitch because yeah, she's exactly. a female dog. I so, get it. But I didn't really, when I said that, I didn't look at the pictures that were being shown at the minute and the poor dog was lying on the side oh. of the tongue hanging out and people were feeling very sorry for her and didn't need me to call her a lazy bitch. Uh, so we had a lot of people messaging actually to say, you know, who is this guy? Oh, what an yeah, yeah. What, what, what an asshole what a prick yeah, How, exactly. what a prick so uh, but I've got a dog I'm a big dog lover but yeah that was one of the first ones but listen sure it's a bit that and that's kind of what I like with this morning show because you're covering some pretty serious topics yeah. but then you're going and talking about some people who are trying to raise money for cancer yeah. to then talk about Catherine Layden making a pavlova in the kitchen yeah. you know, to then go and talk I mean the, it's the aspects of everything crazy and I love that. And it's all the different gear changes and you can have a laugh. And if, you know, if Karen or Alan start pissing themselves, piss, laughing right. on the sofa. Um, you you know, Alan Hughes pissed I, himself yeah. live on the red telly. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, well, the, the old Listen, sofa. Listen, I know Alan Hughes. Mm. Alan done another podcast I do, Death Becomes Him, and we've known each other a long time. Alan likes a good laugh yeah. and he likes a glass of wine. And I'm I like sure anyone does. that can go out and he's and been great loose. do you know what he's been there I think he was telling me he's been there over 20 years he is 100 years old though them. so you need to remember well, he's he doesn't 100. look it but to, nah. to be fair he's just had the face all done recently he's he brilliant good. yeah no and he's good crack listen it's, it's been it's going from rugby into a setting like this was a complete different change for me but uh, they've made me feel real welcome and actually it's been good you know you can, it's a show where you can ch- just be yourself. And I think anything where you can just be yourself is a good thing. I'm wondering which audience is tougher, the rugby crowd or a telly audience? Uh, well, uh, oh, the rugby crowd. Right. Uh, well, that's... The, no, no. I no. don't know. Do you know what? The telly crowd are tougher. The rugby crowd, the weird thing I find about it actually is on television is that you don't get a rating. So you don't know if you're doing well or not. Go on Twitter, babe. Well, exactly. (laughs) Go on social media. Until you say something completely wrong and your Twitter blows up and then you lose your job. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But where with the rugby, after every match, you look at the papers and they rate you on one to ten. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you get like a a four out of ten or you had a ten out of a ten. So every week you're literally open the paper to wonder, oh, Jesus, what are they saying? What was your highest rating? Uh, I don't I definitely didn't hit a 10 but I'd say I might have hit a 9 and what was your lowest rating 0 out of 10 okay <laughs> playing and in the you, 6 and you're slagging off poor Daisy yeah exactly screw you Tommy so listen anything that comes to me in this TV lark I've been there tenfold because you drop a ball in an Ireland England match and I Ireland lose the, the match. That you think I know what that means? I'm going to give you props. Well, I'm trying to say to you, like, drop a ball. Surely you get like, a, hope, like a, a rugby ball, like a rugby and ball. And it falls from your hand. Yeah, and okay, you drop it and the whole crowd, you've 80,000 people in England and they're all shouting at you from the sidelines. Because that's you, wrong. And Ireland lose the match, oh. which is wrong. And then oh. you're to blame. Oh. So anything, dealing with them after that's great. Why did I book the guy that made Ireland lose? Shit, we need to... That was the day I got the zero, I think. <laughs> and do you carry... Because do people actually go, it's your fault? Oh, you were on Twitter and stuff, yeah. Like well, there Your are eyes times. are actually popping out of your head. You're like, yeah, it happens. No, there are. Listen, there's times. And in my position is a position where I'm very out... I'm on the wing, which is out wide. And if you make... You don't get too involved in the game. But if you make a bad mistake then generally they will score a try and therefore you will get the blame. I think that's a position I could play yeah, out you'd be wide. A winger. Yeah, I think. You said you Are don't you fast? Too, you don't, I am fast. There you go. And you don't get involved in the game. Well, well, that's the, that's the one for you, yeah. I Catch think, the ball, score the try, take all the plaudits. Happy days. That's, that's your what job. I do every day. Stand at the sideline, 
Fix your hair and wave to the crowd. Oh, my God. You know me. Tick, 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 tick. Tell you what, Brian. Rugby's the game for you and you didn't even know it. Wow. Tell me how has hurt my my knee there. Tell me how has 2020 been for you? Well, if you take it back to where we were February, well, March. I mean, we didn't think we'd still be in lockdown at this stage. Um, So it is. It's been a tough year. I think it's been a really tough year for everybody. But I'm taking the positives out of it. The start of the start of the year was really difficult coronavirus hit uh everything i was involved in pretty much stopped but we had a newborn baby yes. jamie who had just mentioned and listen i don't think we could have timed it any better my wife is a nurse so it meant she's been on maternity leave this whole time which is kind of a nice time to not be in the hospitals and the gp oh. clinic for her I suppose also people that are on the front line and in hospitals like your wife lucy would be would be high risk yeah exactly so and it's difficult and and for her to 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 have this maternity leave and to be look after our jamie and then emma as well my daughter so in terms of 2020 from that side of things uh it was great but it was stressful that first lockdown was tough and and i really since retiring from rugby three years ago i have been non-stop i've been just trying to because when you retire from rugby it's it's your first retirement. And people say when you're a sports person, you have two deaths. Your first death is when you retire from the sport that you grow up loving. Mm-hmm. You know, from I was four or five years old, years old, all I wanted to do was play rugby and play for Ireland. And all of a sudden that just stops. Yeah. And then you have to try and reinvent yourself and try and find, well, I mean, what something else, else. What else are we going to do for the yeah. next 30, 40 years? So since retiring, I have been working so hard in just trying to get into broadcasting, uh, working my clothing and shoes um, and loads of other different things. And it's been brilliant. And that lockdown was the first time that I stopped and had to stop. And it hit me hard. And I was like, what the hell? Um, But it, uh, it turned me into have to look after the kids and become a dad. And actually looking back on that, myself and my daughter bonded. Beyond, I don't think we would have ever, ever had the opportunity to bond like we did. And I think looking back on it, what a blessing it was. And, um, you know, now, like, I just think we just had such a great relationship through that. And I think that will last for years to come. So so from that side, it was great. Uh, work-wise, then, of course, I got the opportunity to get involved with Ireland AM. And to do that alongside the Pro 14 and, and the rugby has been brilliant. An incredible opportunity um, to come out of rugby and into that too. So 2020 actually for me hasn't been too bad. This is the thing that I see in Ireland AM is actually we get these stories coming in on a daily basis. That yeah. We hear some of the horror stories and some of the really difficult times people are going through and talking about uh, people on the front line to, you know, to have to go into work every day with no PPE or to feel people who've lost their jobs, the thousands and thousands of people who've lost their jobs coming into Christmas wondering... You know, where know. am I going to be able to buy presents? How am yeah. I going to afford it? How am I going to afford to put food on the or table? Pay a mortgage I mean, or anything. These are genuine problems at the minute that people yeah. are going through. So, it, uh, listen, I am very cautious to say that, uh, that you know, things are going quite well for me at the minute. I know things can change very But you're quickly, also very thankful and very appreciative yeah. that you're able to slow down and spend time with your family. And uh, like, listen, Brian, you've had plenty of success, you know, and I'd say very rarely do you ever sit back and actually look back and appreciate and kind of think, geez, I can't believe I did that. Yeah, that it's, only, great fun. it's only so weird. You don't. You don't until it's five, ten years like, down the line. You were telling me there you presented a morning show with Tess Daly. Do you know yes. ITV? Like that, what a, yeah. what a huge show that was. Yeah. And I'd say, 
you very rarely sit back to actually appreciate what you do. And I think that that was what something that lockdown did for me was actually to sit back and appreciate getting to spend time with my family, sit back and appreciate, you know, what I have been able to do. So then when you get that opportunity to do it again and to to push on, um, you know, you really do, you, you put everything into it. So, um, yeah, and I'm just being in the moment, things like that. It's like you're always on your phone. My biggest problem, like there's my phone sitting on the table. This podcast is about Christmas, obviously, because I wanted mm. to do something fun, reflective, Correct. light, camp, obviously. I'm hoping, because we've actually never met before, but no. I'd seen you on Ireland AM, and I said, I'm going to reach out, and I definitely want Tommy to be involved, and definitely do, because it seems like he's really good fun, which you are. So yeah, I'm delighted I trusted Cheers. my instinct. Man. <laughs> People um, haven't switched off. So I hope the answer to here is yes. You obviously love Christmas. You like you like Christmas, or you love Christmas? Joe, you know, Alan and Karen are calling me the Christmas Grinch, but I Whoa! actually, but I, lo- I do, I love Christmas, but I just don't like Christmas starting in October. Joe, we were having people putting up their Christmas decorations in October. I said, no, that's, you're drawing, I have to draw the line here. I love Christmas, but I'm going to give you that. I agree. Let Halloween happen first. Yes. Like we went, my wife loves Halloween and loves decorating the house. We had skeletons and we had ghosts and witches and all sorts. And Joe, Halloween is brilliant fun to have kind of decorations and stuff. People were doing the Christmas decorations before Halloween was even over. But do you think that's because of the year... 2020 yeah. was such a fucking shit year that people thought, you know what, I'm going to inject as much festivity and positivity in, perhaps. But you know yourself, you get fed up of Christmas. You know, people start to get the whole songs get you start yeah. getting fed up of Mariah Carey going stuff. over and over again. Yeah. So people who are putting up their Christmas tree. Mariah's listening. We have to say, Mariah, we are so sorry. You didn't mean that. Mariah, out. listen, give us a break. Let us get to December, please, before pressing play. She's like, okay. <laughs> Well, this is one of the things she showed. She said she does this video. I think I didn't even know this. Every Halloween, she said the right. day after Halloween. Yes, she's like, okay, it's over. Hi, yeah. everybody, and does it like in her saucy her Santa fault. outfit. It's her fault. Let's blame Mariah for this. When is an appropriate time, Tommy? Christmas Grinch. Yeah. When is the appropriate time to get into the festive spirit? When in your house does the tree go up? Will we watch the Grinch? Which actually is a, it is a, so it's a kid's We searching for a role, are you? (laughs) I love that role. Uh, No, we watched The Grinch, my daughter, and uh, that was the first Christmas movie of the year. And I'd never watched it before. It was brilliant. The new one on on, uh, Netflix. The cartoon. Yeah, it's class. Have you seen the original movie with Jim Carrey? Uh, Yeah, see, I'm not a big fan of Jim Carrey too much. He he went a little bit overboard. Just go all righty then. Just got a bit much. I was chatting with my wife with this the other day, actually. So that, like... Uh, his early stuff was brilliant. Yes, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, like Dumb and Dumber. Yes, you know, brilliant. But it just when he went to the mask, it just got a bit too much. The mask with Cameron Diaz. Mm, yeah, and he, and he, he's green. Is he green? He's green. Jim with Carrey, the big face, if you're with the yellow, uh, alongside with sorry, Mariah yeah. Carey. I am really. All your so celebrity sorry. pals well, are getting we're scuppered all here. We all hang out. It's a really Jeez. tight knit circle. I was going to invite you in, but nah, nah. Yeah, I'm nah. out. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> sorry, Mariah. What was? Christmas but like. I do love Christmas sorry uh, thank you you, you can Let's stay for the rest of the up. episode what was Christmas like for you growing up was it a big thing in your household yeah Christmas listen like every Irish family it's huge there's a big excitement about it for, as kids it's all your memories of growing up I agree um, the excitement of Christmas day we had midnight mass the night before but it was always a busy time of year my dad worked in the food industry so he would have um delivered food to restaurants so all over Ireland 
and we know that the restaurants, unfortunately, a lot of them are closed at the minute, but this would be their busiest time of the yeah. year. So right up until the 23rd, 24th of December, my dad was flat out. Right. So Christmas was always, he was knackered, but it would always get to Christmas Eve. I'm from Monaghan. And as a family, we would all go into Monaghan Town Centre and we'd go and mum and dad have a drink and we'd like have hot chocolates and whatever else. And there was always a little bit of shopping around Christmas. So that was when Christmas kicked in for us for, as a family. And um, yeah, we li- we kind of live very much in the middle of nowhere in Monaghan. So it was always a very close knit family thing around Christmas, but unbelievable memories, you know, and I think that that's what I'm going to try. That's what I'm going to try and create for my own children, because it is a special time. It is a, a time for families to come together and. And yeah, like like you only really see the excitement now that Emma is three, you know, talking to her about her Santa letter and the excitement of what she's going to get for Christmas. Like, honestly, it is it just it warms your heart to see the excitement in her and tell her now you don't be naughty. The elves are watching and the panic in her face. Does she believe it? Oh, absolutely. She knows if she's naughty now, that's oh, it. Oh, she's in trouble. Over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like you go to her to a toy shop. She went, I want that one. I want that one. And I want that one. And I want that one. So it's cute. She wants everything. She wants everything. Listen, she's she's my girl. I'll try and do do what I give do what, what I can. can. When you were younger, when it came to Christmas morning and Father Christmas, were you were you fearful? Because I remember I was being really oh, excited. I was also yourself, fearful, didn't you? yeah, of seeing him. Or but mm. I, I used to always get up super early. But I was almost afraid in case you catch him. Catch it him was in the a act. panic at the top of the it stairs. Was Is he still here. Well, see, we didn't have stairs. Thanks for rubbing that in. Okay, well, we fine. Did, let me just sorry. hang on. We were just listen. Th- come buy a house in Monaghan. You listen, can buy a three-story house. We would just had a normal house. Give me a second. <laughs> we didn't have a stairs. I remember thinking, I hear a noise because I'm the eldest, and then six girls me after too. me. I was like, six girls. Yes. Oh man, chaos. Yeah. Did I even have a choice? Wow, good on you. That's I that know. is a madhouse. So I, I I almost describe. I don't want to say like a pimp because that sounds dreadful. <laughs> so sisters might not be too happy. Sisters with that won't one. be happy with that. But I okay. yeah, like maybe a madam. No, that sounds worse. Mm. I shouldn't be saying any of this. I my sister. How about just a big brother? There we there are. That's what I was looking for. I we I run a tight ship with the girls. Okay. When I'm around my sisters, I'm actually quiet. It's just that they kind of run the what show. What sort of noise is it in your house if you're the quiet one? It's almost like animals, <laughs> like birds, <laughs> chickens mixed with other loud birds that are just constantly. Christmas in your squawking. house sounds like chaos. Christmas in my house, I all I know is chaos. Yeah, what was it like? Go on, you're asking uh, us it, what it was like. It what was, was the like your house? best time in the whole entire world. It's because our, our, our mom loved Christmas. We've mm. always loved Christmas. Mm. And Christmas for us was all about family mm. and putting so much effort into the meal, yeah. into buying presents. It was wrapping them up. It was my mom would put tints around all the pictures. Like, did friends. you get spoiled by all your younger sisters? Did they like, kind of like in over years, did they look after you? I, or did I, you... I would say I was very spoiled growing up, mm. like super spoiled because I'm the only boy. Yeah. So yeah. I never had to do anything. Brian, I don't want, the girls will wash the dishes. Actually, Brian's doing his homework or he's doing this. Yeah, I have my own bedroom. The girls had to share. Oh, wow. All my clothes were brand new. The girls had hand-me-downs because there were six of them. Actually, I think Lying. they hate me. Yeah. yeah. He's saying it out loud now. They must hate me. <laughs> I'm sure they've gotten over it. I know. I think they still hate me. Okay. Well, and it's like, they always go like, oh, Brian's home. 
Oh, Brian's home, or Brian's, he's here oh, now. Here he comes. Here he comes, you know, yeah. coming in from London. It's Mr. Hotshot. Yeah, that's goes. it. But sometimes, oh, but sometimes it's quite nice for your family to be able to do that. Brings you back down to earth. It's it very does, important. So what are you going to do this Christmas? Well, I'm back home. Um, yeah. We, at the moment, with them in my mom and dad's, that's where we are. Well, with my sister, my nephew, my dad. So we, at least we have them. That's going to be brilliant. Well, that's it. My sister lives in London. And right. she's booked her flights with the hope that we can yeah. all come home. But yeah. yeah. Like, and there's a lot of people like that who are in America or Australia who'd plan to come home and aren't going to. And I think this year, more than ever, we have to make such an emphasis on Christmas and spending it together as a family because it's been a tough year yeah. for everybody. And these are the sort of times that make you appreciate family. So, totally. And there's nothing more about family than Christmas. So that's the, that's what I am really look forward to as well. I think we all have to give, we have to bring Christmas joy Christmas, Christmas joy. spirit Joey Tommy had to a high level this post year on yesterday the tweeters they've got a new um, ad out about sending Christmas cards I never send Christmas cards I probably won't this year to be Grinch fair. but they were saying do you send Christmas cards it's not about me Grinch. we're you but they were saying why not this year actually do it and have a, like a nice note to somebody instead of just being right to Brian happy from Christmas Tommy. Do you know, having something well, nice. But normally you'd say, I love Tommy. Well, exactly. Thank you. Whatever. Um, but I think having a nice note actually to, you know. Something a, sentimental. Something nice at the minute, I think is a real message at the minute. I'm going to give you my address after this. Okay, you'll get a lovely letter. I still don't have your number. It could just be, DMing it could you be on long, Instagram. It could be a long old So really something heartfelt. Let's see how this podcast goes first. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> Do you feel there is a lot of pressure on people at Christmas and parents when it comes to to children and to deliver and you know with Father Christmas we were chatting I was chatting to someone about this yesterday and they were talking about getting two iPhones for their kids like how expensive is that it's about two grand two right? grand for yeah. Christmas I mean I was thinking about getting maybe Emma a present getting her little toy car and a little Barbie for yeah. that's two quid <laughs> I was saying no, no more that's it yeah. that's all you're having yeah so um yeah, listen, there's a lot of pressure financially and pressure. There's the whole thing with families as well. It's whose house are you going to? Or what are we yes. going to do? Who's cooking? Yeah. And I think that that's the big thing about Christmas. Everybody's got this rose-tinted glasses about how great Christmas is. The fantasy. Is. The fantasy generally turns into an argument that all kicks off. So. You're, I think you want me to confirm that happens in our house. It doesn't. Okay. Perfect. Get drunk. What does? This is a very poignant question. Okay. You this look is, like you're staring into this. Yeah. It's, the you know, this is this is this is the middle of the interview. We're just going to you know have it some poignancy. Tommy Grinch, what does Christmas mean to you? Um, mm, he's pondering. He's now gazing. Mm. His eyes are looking up to the ceiling. Um, Christmas means the tone is family. changing. It means Doesn't family. It? You know, it does. It does. Now again. Things are a bit strange being a sports person because whenever I was playing rugby um, for 15 years, Christmas meant I have a match on Stephen's Day. So How did that work? So you never got to really enjoy Christmas too much. Like Christmas Day, you couldn't drink. Well, you or... couldn't have a drink. You couldn't, so say on Christmas Eve, all my friends were going out to meet up with each other. Everybody's coming home from university. You couldn't. And uh, they were all catching up and I had to be at home or drive or... So that was always difficult. Couldn't go too overboard on the turkey. Why um, not? It's protein. Well, yeah, because you don't want to be you don't be running yes. around like a turkey the next day. Oh yes. So also, yeah. So it's all with the festive period. It's always the biggest for sport. That's when the biggest matches are, and everybody's there watching. So is that with football as well? Yeah, football too. And is it true that before a match you can't be intimate? You're not. They tell you not to be. 
Um, no, that's more boxing. I think I remember reading some boxer oh. said that that they don't they split up from their wives. Yeah, but um, I'm sure if you want to have a bit of Christmas uh, treats, uh, I'm sure it's not a know. big it's not a big issue. Like if Just maybe you want to lose Tommy. a bit of uh, lose a bit of testosterone, oh. you want to keep all that in there for a big game, particularly so on Stephen's Day. Ah, we're getting to it now. That's Absolutely. what I was going. You want to keep yourself. I don't think up. there was many coaches now pulled us aside to say, "Now listen, no Christmas nookie." Yeah, all right, you, you keep behave that. Yourself. You keep that. Or if you had a bad, him. if you got a zero out of ten, the paper. That's the reason. That's. Exactly. <laughs> Favourite Christmas song. Okay. So I'm wondering with you. I'm Are you going to guess? Well, I'm going right, to guess. Yeah, go, go, yeah. Um, I'll give you three guesses. Okay. Ooh. I've got two favourites. That's I... you're allowed. We'll give you two. Okay. And if I like them, we'll keep in two. If I don't, we'll keep in one. Okay. So, Fairy Tale in New York. No. Oh, shit. Two more. Silent Night. No. Silent Night. Yes. What do you expect? Really? <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. Jeez, I'm, I'm boring. Brand. Rocking around the Christmas tree. No. Okay, I'm out. I'm gone. I was going to say Feliz Navidad. Do you like that? <laughs> What's that? Feliz Navidad. Da, 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 da. There we Feliz go. Feliz Navidad. There you go. No. Uh, no, Driving Home for Christmas. I love driving. Driving Home for Christmas. Yeah, right, that's nice. I It was the thing that um, certainly the last couple of years, I'm always living away from home. And Christmas time, you put that on, you're in the car, and there's just something sentimental about it that you are that. genuinely driving home for Christmas. Love it. And you said you too. Well, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. Is that a Christmas song? Well, do you know, I only like it because myself and my wife now put that on with my daughter, and she just spins around, thinks she's a princess. So right. uh, Feliz Navidad's been going flat out already for a week in our house. What language is that? It's uh, Portuguese or Spanish, I think. Hola, que tal, muy bien. Yes. They, yeah. I can't believe you. Do you not even know it? No. Hold on. Let me get this Phone out. Phone is coming out. I need to hear this. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Brian, have you entered Eurovision? How dare you? What, you have? How <laughs> dare you? You didn't get 12 points. I never entered Eurovision. Huh? Should I have? You should. Do you think? Yes. Do you think I can sing? It doesn't matter. It's Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend, Donal Skian. Oh, yeah. Donal tried out no for way. Eurovision. Yes. Really? In a gorgeous, um, he was wearing like the silver tinnish suit and he got beaten by dust in the turkey. Donal's had so much success in America, all the shows he does. And if you mention that turkey... I hope He's, we get him on the show because that's the first thing I'm going to say. Him. Brilliant. How was it losing to a turkey? Here's Donald the turkey. Yeah. So now we know your favourite Christmas songs. Songs, yeah. Favourite Christmas movie. Okay. Got um, two of those as well. Yeah. For me, the film I've watched more than ever any film, which is really sad. Love Actually. You know, just you said. I, we were just talking about that this morning. I just had a thing for Kira Knightley back yeah. then as well. So, Super posh. Yeah. Oh, just she was great. Yeah. Super posh. So that kind of got me in the mood for Christmas. Right. And then my okay. new one is wow, National wow, Lampoons. Wow. The comedy. Chris, yeah, I love it. Right. The Griswolds, isn't it? Is that with, not with Chevy? Um, Chevy Chase. Chevy yeah. Chase, Oh, yes. I love that film, yeah. They're iconic. Oh, and as well as that, I love Daddy's Home too. That's a new one. Have you seen oh, it? Oh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yes, yes. That's great. And Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. You like high comedy. I like, well, a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Best Christmas memory. Um, oh, he's thinking Christmas again. Memory. He's thinking again. Um, he's making noise. He's like... Do you, we had... Um, 
I'd say my best Christmas memory would have to be whenever I played in Wales for a team called the Ospreys. And my sister will kill me because she wasn't there, but she was a big part of it. We went, we rented a little cottage in Wales just beside the sea. And it was my mum, dad, brother and myself and Hannah was off travelling. And I'd love to do it again where we, you rent out a place and it's just the family. And we used to go, we went for like walks on the beach with Christmas dinner. And it was just a yeah, really nice time. But the, that and, and kind of family Christmas at home, I don't really have a standout memory of a brilliant one. They're just generally just nice memories. I think you're just saying that now to make Hannah feel better. Yeah, she sorry, Hannah. Involved <laughs> in your most amazing but Christmas memory There's ever. There's another story with it, but we won't go into that. That's another time. Hannah, Bye. we are so sorry. You're finding out now your brother hates you, but we're so sorry. <laughs> Hannah, you know that's not true. Don't Hannah, listen to him. Listen it's just because you've got 10 sisters. I have you 12 know, sisters. You don't want to feel the wrath of a sister. No. There you go. See, Hannah, my- we love you. Best Christmas ever. Hannah is the glue that keeps us together. Okay, there you really, go. You're really trying scratching to, yeah, really trying let's to push, the Let's best, push yeah. on. Well, you've discussed your best Christmas without Hannah. Mm. Now tell us about your, <laughs> is there a worst Christmas memory? Yes, worst Christmas Ooh, memory. Oh, is it a funny one? I'm hoping it is. No, it's not. Oh. Oh, well, oh yeah, well. have you ever it's st- not about something really tragic. No, it's not. Have you ever stayed in a hotel for Christmas? I would never do that. That would break my heart. Exactly. Well, we did it once. Again, when I was playing in Wales, because we had a match on Stephen's Day, um, I couldn't be home for Christmas. So my family came over to Wales and we stayed in this hotel in Cardiff. And we just, we got two little rooms adjoining. Um, you couldn't link up any TV. or like the, We wanted to watch a few Christmas movies. There was nothing on it. The Christmas dinner was awful. And it just was Was there turkey? Yeah I was turkey But they had some guy Come around and do it Like magician It was just It was just crap Oh no So that was That was a bad Yeah that was a bad memory I don't think we'll do that again Um, That's tough That's tough Another one actually as well Go It's all around When I was in Wales But I had to uh, Get a flight So I I, flight So I flew home For On Christmas Eve We trained on Christmas Eve Then I flew back To Dublin Had to like Rent this little micra And was like Flying up the road in the snow, just trying to get home for Christmas Eve. Because I spoke to you about how much I love Christmas Eve with the family. We yes. walk around Monaghan. Yeah. Um, so I was belting it up the road to try and make that and go see our friends. And did that eventually. Got home for Christmas Day. But that I had to leave home. So we had Christmas dinner. We always kind of Christmas dinner quite late on. I had to leave halfway through the dessert to get back to Dublin to go and stay in the hotel at the at Dublin airport so that I could get a six o'clock flight to be back in Wales the next morning to go and play, a, play a match on Chris uh, Stevens Day. So that was that was tough. Saying goodbye to the, everybody when they're having such a good time and they're all drinking the wine and, and the so port. And, by the fire. So yeah, a bit of a, that wasn't a great Christmas. Tommy, I think Christmas triggers a lot of trauma for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lot of good in there. PTSD. As I say, like as a sports person, it's tough. And then this year as well, I'm obviously working the television now, so I kind of have to take it easy as well. How are you working around Christmas with Ireland AM? When do you finish? So Ireland AM finishes on the 23rd. I think we're off until the 4th. Oh, that's nice. But then the rugby is on the 26th and the 27th and the 1st and the 2nd. So again, yeah, it's going to be busy. Now, on the shallow side of it, because we all like a bit of shallowness around Christmas time. Come on, Tommy, let's speak freely. What is the most extravagant gift you've ever been given or received 
around Christmas. Um, oh, this is going to be good. No, I'm it's re- not. I don't really have any extravagant gifts, oh, I'm afraid. Yeah. Tommy. Do you think I'm... I, maybe I am the Grinch. I think you are. Maybe this is... <laughs> and your hair is green, by the way. It is. I'm starting to turn green. Uh, <laughs> he's the Hulk. He's not the Grinch. <laughs> uh, what? Jeez, extravagant gifts. My wife went overboard last year. And this probably... Is this overboard? Like, well, she got me like a new golf bag, which I was delighted about. Oh, okay. And I got some new Bose earphones. Right. Which I was really happy with. They've had loads of use. And uh, yeah, a couple other bits and pieces, but... See, it really know. is this about family for well, you. Well, tell me, right, tell me about what's an extravagant gift for you? Got anything? Like, what's, what sort of level are we talking about here? Like, do you, a car or do you, are we talking just like, um, yeah, a car? Well, wow. first class flight somewhere I think you're extravagant. Man, I need to, I need to up my game, don't I? A designer watch. Right, Lucy, if you're not listening to this, you're getting some present this Christmas. Yeah. Sorry, Lucy and Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it'd be something like maybe a designer back. Okay, well, I've bought, yeah, we've done designer bags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I see you've got your fancy, what's that, Gucci? Gucci. Why do you have a Gucci bag? Because, oh, wow, wow, oh my goodness. Huh? Because I like... What sort of bag is that? Like, that it's like is, a, that's like a Santa a sack. A Gucci tote. A, to- a tote. blue velvet. Do you want to feel it? Yeah. Nice. Arthur sick. got me that for my birthday. Arthur. That's not the one I requested, though. So would Arthur get you that for, like, Christmas? Is this the sort of level that... Well, Arthur, you need to up your game, Well, mate. excuse me here now. <laughs> Let what? me tell you something, Tommy. Jeez, how have you not, any money left? Hang on, that's not Christmas. Christmas is better. That's just birthday. Oh, what, birthday is... Christmas is bigger than birthday? Is, 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 is it? Is this a trick question? See, yes. this is where I'm completely lost. See, Christmas isn't about presents, Brian. Christmas is about the baby Jesus You're right. and You're you know right. family being together. You're it's right. not about the material things. It's about enjoying a drink You're with right. those close to you and right. sharing special right. bonds. I've lost sense of who I and am. And Gucci Tommy. bags. I know. I've lost sense of who I am. I don't know who I am anymore. This is why I'm doing the podcast. I've lost. Arthur, myself. you're fucked, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. The thing is, I always think, and this is my mentality. If I wanted to buy the things that I'm hinting for, I could buy them myself because I'm independent. Yes. But I think it's always nice... To let somebody else buy them for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you ever got a gift, were you like almost disappointed? Oh, or, yeah. Listen, oh, here we it. go. But yeah, there's no examples. That's just a common thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you could name and shame if yeah, you want. Yeah, listen, I'm not going to throw my mom under the bus for this. That's not okay, fair. Listen, let's it? leave it there. She's your mom. No, uh, but it's always that. You know, it's, it's when you see kids as well and they get something, they're so excited. When does the switch happen that they kind of, they actually get something and they realize, I really don't, and it's a face. It's like, thanks. Really wanted that scarf. There's definitely, a, there's a stage, I think, within a kid where they get excited about everything and then it all of a sudden just drops off. And I'd love to know what that age is that you can just see it in their eyes going, geez, they're not happy with that Mickey Mouse top this year, are they? Nativity plays mm. in schools. They're a big thing, I would say, for parents. I'm not quite sure how they're going to work, obviously, this year. No. But growing up, when you were in school, were you ever in Nativity plays and what were you cast as? I was the shepherd. Oh, no, no, one of the three kings I was. One of the three kings. So was Amy Huberman. Was she? Amy test. She didn't test. Amy wanted the meaty big role. She oh, yeah. She, she made me think. She went baby Jesus. No, no, no. <laughs> A- Amy's like, Virgin Mary, I got this. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. like, nah. Joseph, Amy didn't get I got that. This. That's Amy a kick. Amy was one of the three wise men. Yeah, yeah, and me too. She was draped in her mother's tea towels. I was one of those as well. But and, did you uh, want to be the wise I man? I had lines. So I thought that was a big deal. I think you've trumped Amy. I don't think Amy had that many lines. Take that, Amy. She's still not over. Is she not? She's between Donal and Turk. 
Dustin, and her, Amy, and the, the three Virgin kids. Mary. Holy it's crap! Much. It's all coming out in this pod, isn't I'm it? I'm telling you, I'm getting to the crux of it. I uh, yeah, I was one of the three kings, the three wise men, and I had a part. So I had my like my one line, and you know when you're like ten and you step up, this is a big deal. So I st- stood up to say it in the local community leisure hall in Emmyvale in Monaghan. And all the crowds, the parents, everybody there, there was no camera phones or anything back then either. Going back to the 60s, obviously. But my brother was like, four- shut up, Brian. Uh, he was like four and he was there watching it. And as soon as I stepped up, he goes, there's Tommy. That's my brother, Tommy. Hello, Tommy. And started like shouting and roaring and screaming and waving. And the whole place turned around. And uh, I was mortified. You're going to die. My one chance. You're going to die. What? That's what happened to Amy Huberman. Shut up. She came out on stage and her brother stood up and said, that's my sister. No way. Yes. Wow. There you go. That's unreal. Yeah, she said he ruined her he moment. He ruined it. Yeah, exactly. That was my chance and everybody took the eyes off me. They were looking at him. That's what she and said. And I became a laughing stock. That's what she and said. And I'm traumatized ever since. That's what she said. <laughs> Can you remember the line, what your line was? Oh, I said, I don't know. Here's some gold and frankincense or something. What, I don't do know. you know which one you were bringing? No, gold, no, Franken- I, no Is it gold, frankincense? I told you I'm traumatized. I didn't even, d- didn't even get to say my line. I was going to break into song. I had the whole thing ready to rock. Do you know rock. what? Let's go back to 1942, that day when it happened. You know what? It was a bleak day in Emmyvale and Monaghan. 1942. Do you know what, Tommy? I am your captive audience. By the way, we have a screen separating us here. Deliver your line. Say it to me now. Are you, are you, are you Mary? I'm the Virgin Mary. Oh, right. Okay. Mary, here's some gold. Fuck off. (laughs) Thank you. I believe that's what she would have said. I think so. And yeah, I was probably. Like, right, do you see how I changed? You see, I oh, I should, do you know what I should have said? Mary, here's a Gucci bag. Thank you, you so would, much. You wouldn't have told me fuck off then. I put the baby Jesus in the Gucci yeah, bag. Yeah. Jesus to the side. Joseph, Joseph, Joseph take carry the child. The Gucci bag. <laughs> carry the Gucci bag. It's so funny how your story completely resembles that's mad. Amy Huberman. There you go. Yeah, that is crazy. What happened to you? Were you in a nativity? So I, I'm putting this all on you again. Yeah, Are you I, telling these stories? Did you tell these stories with Amy as well? Everyone's no, going to be hearing the I same didn't. stuff over I've not, again. I, I've, I don't it's think, all about Amy. I see, don't think. I like to ask with you, Brian. See, I like get that. She didn't ask exactly. me. Exactly. No. She didn't even ask me how I was. Ah, oh, Amy. Come on. And all we, about we, me, again, Amy. Again, we know she'd sparkling water. She'd still water. Of course she she'd did, yeah. coffee. She'd a juice. I didn't even get a beer. No? Well, I thought it was too early, but next time. Um, I don't think I was in any nativity place. Maybe yes. I blocked it out. I'd say that was probably well thought out. Yeah, because nobody I, else would have been loud in that. Because I'd safely play. say if that was the case, I would have wanted to play everyone, both Mary and Joseph, <laughs> as in have half Mary costume, yeah. have half Joseph, and just keep turning. Yeah, God. Because I think I could have aced it. Yeah. Do you not think? I could see you being the, the the love actually at the end of it, and you being the one singing. Yeah. The, the song oh, the, at the, the end. Yeah, and the like, guy. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah. And your sisters all being yes. back and dancers, singers, all that. Always at the back. Always at. Sorry, sisters. Sorry. I'll take it from here. Now, Tommy, your hopes, your plans, your wishes for 2021. A vaccine. (laughs) A vaccine. Please. That's what Amy said! You need to mix up these questions then, because you know every. Listen, don't bother tuning into episode three because no. it's just Kimberly Walsh. With Kimberly Walsh, she'd probably just say all the same things. The vaccine, boring. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike, right? Oh, please, just let us get back to normal. What I'm is so normal? Fed up. What with is it. normal? Well, Tommy? Will we get back to normal? Will we? Will we? 
I mean, will we shake hands again? Will we hug again? It is. I mean, it, the, there is going to be a lot. This, it is worrying to see what it is going to be like. But yeah, geez, I just love to get back to a bit of normality again. 2021, be able to go out for a bit of food and a few drinks with friends. And um, yeah, not be in trouble to go down and see my parents. I know. You know, it's just, um, it's been a tough year. And I've had it easy because I get to go to work every day and I feel so lucky to do that. But just a bit of normality, please. 2021. 2020 is a year uh, we can... I had my son, Jamie. Great memories there. Let's yeah. move on. I, I'm hoping... I'm, I've told myself that my birthday in this year, that it doesn't count. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. June 13th. June 13th, 1941. Just put it in the planner. Yeah, 1942. Okay. Yes. I will be 43 next year. Good man. Looking yeah. great for it. Thank you so much. There you go. Not a day over 23. What were you doing in 23? What were we doing then? In nineteen twenty three. Yeah, no, when no, when you were twenty three. I was on Big Brother. Was I, that I, I twenty three on the show? Yeah. Is that it? I had my twenty wow. third birthday. Twenty remember, years ago. I remember I That's got right. yeah, it was twenty a, years ago. Two thousand and one. Did you win the best ever? Yes, in two thousand and ten. Contestant. Yes, ever. Jesus. I went else. in and I fought against celebrities, other housemates, and I was crowned the winner. Jeez, I would have thought Craig won all it. No. <laughs> didn't, didn't stand a chance against me, Tommy. I didn't drop the ball. I kept running with it. Uh, yeah. I got 10 out of 10. Uh, well done. Well yeah. done. Well yeah. done. So have they done a best ever since then? No, I'm no. the reigning. Oh, so you're the reigning. Would you go back? Only. No. Did you ever do I'm a celeb or anything? No. Mm. I probably would I think I would do I think I would potentially do that one that's one I think I'll have a laugh doing would you if there was a Dancing with the Stars no. this year and there's not would you ever do anything like that why no, no, no interest no interest me. at all no coordination I have no coordination fool out of myself what about something like I'm a celebrity I don't think so I was watching the clips of that jeez it looks horrific doesn't it Tommy Bo thank you Prime. for this frank Pleasure. honest festive conversation and thank you for giving me all the same answers as Amy Huberman <laughs> So boring. <laughs> Snore. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure. Thank and Tommy, happy me. Christmas. Happy Christmas to you.